Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I'm your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I am here with my mother, Barbara, Peaceful Barb, back at it again. And we are here for our very last episode of 2022. Our inaugural year of the podcast is coming to a close. Can you believe it? It's amazing. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> it's amazing. When you just said that, I thought, oh my gosh, the year is coming to an end. And you're right, the inaugural year. It's been wonderful to be with you and to be with all of you listening. I really, I feel like these months of recording these episodes and building this community have gone by so fast, but it's been truly a highlight of 2022 to do this. I think, I mean, obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast for any episodes, you've heard that we've, there's been a lot this year, a lot of difficulties and ups and downs, but I really feel, I won't speak for you, that starting this podcast was was truly a, a shining star and a sky of clouds. <laughs> it's so funny. It's a, it was a blessing. It really, you, you talk a lot on these episodes and in life in general, looking for the tiny joys. You actually said mm. it as we were walking in today. And this has been difficulties. <laughs> joking. And this has been this podcast and being with all of you has been not a tiny joy, but a major joy. This has really been one of the highlights of my year. So I can't thank you, Michelle, and thank all of you listening enough. It's been wonderful. I've enjoyed it a lot. It really has. And since this is the end of the year episode, before we jump into as we promised, part two of our gaslighting series, I wanted to just very quickly chime in with my favorite end of the year um, practice to start the new year since we're coming up to a new year. Um, I love to reflect on a year's past and kind of go through every month and see what was good, what was bad, and kind of take an inventory of my year. I feel like it really helps me close out that chapter and open up my journal Plug, we do have merchandise now and we have a journal, which you can find the link to in our show notes. And I love it. But just kind of do that inventory and and remember the good that happened because I think so often we tend to lean towards the bad. And dwell in it. But, you know, you can't have bad without good. 
we wouldn't know things were bad if we knew that things were good. So doing a quick inventory and then my favorite, favorite way to start the new year, you know, rather than setting resolutions or goals is I love to choose an intention word for the year ahead. It's a practice that I've been doing. How many years? Oh my gosh. Many, many years. Are you plugging our, maybe our January 2023 episode? This would be cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It'd be fantastic. (laughs) Anyways, I choose an intention word and we can go into it next week's episode. I love it. But start to think about what kind of intention you want to set for this new year and choose a word that can kind of be your guiding light for that. It's it's a really great practice and I've really loved it as the start to a, a new year. It's so. fantastic. I want to plug it for you too, Michelle. You've been doing it for over a decade for sure. And when you taught it to me years ago, it's, it is such a powerful way to begin a new year because it really does. You're right. It adds, a, it, it acts as your guiding star really, or your North star or your true North or whatever, whatever that guiding, I like to use the highest ideal. Mm-hmm. It really keeps you on track. Just having that word in the, the consciousness, having that word in your consciousness, it just comes up all the time. It kind of keeps you on track. So I love it. And I think that would be a really wonderful episode to begin 2023. Well, stay tuned, but yes, I hope that If nothing else, you all have a little bit of time to honor yourself for everything that's happened this year. And, you know, one of the one of our first memes that went viral on social media years and years ago was one that said, you've made it through 100 percent of your days so far. Right. Yeah. Something like that. And just knowing that, like, if we're listening to this a lot right now, we're alive and we've. We've overcome the obstacles. We've moved through the difficulty. We've persevered when maybe we thought we wouldn't have. And we're here. Made it through the tough times. And really honoring the fact that you're here. Honor yourself and give yourself a hug from us. I love it. (laughs) Anyways, let us know um, what else you'd like to hear about starting the new year for next week's episode too. That'll be a fun one. So. Gaslighting. Let's get back into gaslighting. We've the, had so the lighter many, topic of gaslighting. We've had so it's a nice it's a nice topic to end the year. We've had so many conversations about this, and so many people have talked to us about this. This is really, really top of mind. I think for many, many, many people. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to look at gaslighting and what it means. And and I think we said last week that Webster's Dictionary. It's word of the year. Highlighted this word as 2022's word of the year. Yes. Gaslight is the 2022 word of the year. So I guess it makes sense to close out this year. Letting go of gaslighting. Um, If you haven't yet, we did start out this conversation in last week's episode. So if you haven't listened yet, go back and give that a listen because we really um, dive into you know, what it is, our experiences, and you got quite vulnerable in that episode. So um, it's a good one. And then come back and we're going to get into some other aspects of it today. I did. It kind of took me out for the rest of the day. It was, yeah, we it was finished and she's like, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Cancel my day. No, Going we didn't home. have anything else. But anyways, so last week we talked about the, the act of people gaslighting us, like what what to look for, um, some signs of it, how we feel. 
and just really how toxic that pattern in life is and really how how deep it can go in our lives. You know, after that episode, I was like really thinking about it a lot and kind of because it was so fresh in my mind, I'm like it, some of those manipulations from gaslighting really have impacted so many instances in my life as far as how I view things or how I handle things or how I react to things. And so it, like we said last week, it's just such a fascinating topic to dive into. But this week we wanted to focus on, we've done some reels on this on Instagram, which we'll link to, but what it means to self gaslight. You know, it's like what I really like about this podcast and what we put out not to pat ourselves on the back is I like that we we do both sides of the street like we're never blaming everyone as being the bad ones and we're perfect people you know or whatever we want to help people understand how to fix the one side of the street and fix our own side of the streets like it's taking responsibility for both sides so you know we talked about last week the outside gaslight, and today we're going to light the gas inside. Well, try to, yeah, because I think what's really important is that, you know, self-sabotage, self-gaslighting, we we tend to do these things to ourselves as well. And so it's really important that we highlight it all so that we can, because the whole point is that we become the the best version of who we are. And it's not possible to become the best version of who we are if we're not actually looking at ourselves and see how we become, you know, our, I, I want to use this word, it may sound strong, but how we become our worst enemy. Yeah. You know, I talk about that with the mind. The mind can be your greatest ally or it can be your worst enemy. We can be our worst enemies. And often we, we are the hardest and the harshest and the most critical of ourselves. So it's really, really important. I think that we have this episode on self-gaslighting mm-hmm. because it is a self-sabotage and it self-doubt. is it's all of it's those. self-doubt and it's going to hold us back if we don't look at this piece of where we are participating in holding ourselves back and what we're actually saying and doing to ourselves we won't actually be able to actualize really the dreams and the life that we have for ourselves absolutely and again i think that what comes first, the chicken or the egg. But I think self-gaslighting is also probably a symptom of being gaslit. So it's like, you know, you've gone through your life kind of always questioning yourself. And then I think we pick up some of these patterns and bring them back into ourselves because we're so used to being questioned or, you know, thought that you're something's wrong with you or you're crazy or whatever it might be that you've been told. So it is interesting that this is a dynamic that probably comes through more when we've experienced the outside gaslight dynamic. I'm glad you mentioned that because I also feel like in my case, especially, it's also, it's also, it also stemmed from trauma. Right. Stemmed from childhood trauma. For sure. from not, you know, just, just having one dramatic and traumatic episode after another. And so when we, when we, when we are people who have experienced trauma, which most people to some degree experience some trauma in their lives. And if we're not, we're not really aware of it or we haven't done some of the work to be uh, healed through it, uh, gaslighting ourselves really shows up. And that's, I, 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 I 
have looked at my own life and have determined that it has stemmed from my childhood trauma and that whole idea of being okay with people abusing me, basically, yeah. is how it looked. Being okay with people saying some of the things or... or and then subsequently being okay with abusing yourself. Exactly. In the mind. Exactly. And, and, and probably and, yeah, other ways too. Yeah. And repressing my emotions. All the things we're going to talk about today really, really shined a light for me on where some of this might have started, where I was okay for allowing people to gaslight me. Yeah. So as we get into this... And let me just... And I, <laughs> I say all of this because I... Please never, never blame yourself. That's what I was going to say. Oh, you were? Go ahead. No, then. go ahead. No, no, no. We're on no, the same please. page. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say before we get into some of the, you know, the signs of self-gaslighting that we're going to talk about, this is always just for awareness and knowledge and just bringing things up for you to consider. And this is never, if you do any of these things, we're judging you or we think that we're perfect or we're like the, the beings that say what's right or wrong or, you know, some sort of elevated person. We usually write these lists or talk about these topics because they're things that we struggle with. So as you're listening to this and you're noticing if this is something that is resonating for you, like don't be hard on yourself. Don't try not to take it, you know, personally or think that, that this is a judgment or anything like that. This is just to think about and to notice, you know, the awareness piece that we talk about probably every single episode, just notice. And always, always keep in mind that everything that we talk about and everything that we share comes directly from our own experiences. Yep. We will never talk about things that are, that we haven't experienced. So we've been through all of this and it's pretty interesting when you, when you look at it from that lens, but also look at it from the lens, which we do talk about a lot become the scientist of your own life. If you look at it that way, there's a tiny bit of detachment, which can help you not judge yourself or help mm -hmm. you realize, wow, there's, there's nothing wrong with me that I have to fix. I'm now uncovering things that I wasn't aware of, as we always say, awareness is key. And there's a lot of joy that, there is so much aha moments that come from, wow, that's what's happening. This is so fantastic. I am so happy to hear that there's nothing wrong with me that I repress my emotions all the time and feel afraid to, to, to share my emotions. It's stemming from this, this, or, so you kind of get, you kind of get, start to put the pieces of the puzzle together mm -hmm. when you become a, when you think of yourself as a scientist in your own life and everything is an experiment, every experience, every, everything we're, we're feeling or doing is kind of an experiment for you to learn and to grow. Yeah, we're always learning and uncovering things and pivoting and changing and adjusting and becoming. Yeah, beautiful. So just keep that in mind. But I am very excited to get into these subtle signs of self-gaslighting because the first one on our list is like when we talked about this last week and I started to marinate in it, this first one was like, mm -hmm. I I've done this my entire life and it is so, so hard to break it. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm really trying to, this is one I'm working on. So if you resonate, know that you're not alone. Um, it's, it's almost, it almost feels impossible for me to break it, but I won't, we won't leave you hanging. Um, constantly making excuses for harmful behavior of it's, other people. It's like when we normalize physical or emotional abuse. 
Yeah. It's huge. It's to start off with this one is like really, really huge because it's hard. How often do we do that? How often does the other person say to us, well, I didn't really mean it. Um, it's not, or it means like they didn't mean it. Exactly. They're saying to, they're saying you're, they're, they're saying abusive physically or emotional things to you. And then when, when the dust is settled after that whole interaction, they're saying, well, I didn't really mean that. You must've taken it the wrong way. How did you not, how did you not see that? That's not what I was trying to say. Or, or it's not my fault that you made me mad. I mean, I heard that one a lot. But that's what they're saying to you. That's what I'm saying. But what we say to ourselves without even having that conversation with the other person was, oh, they didn't mean it. Well, they're, we agree with them. We right, agree with them. Go, but even we'll, we'll write that story for them without even having true. the conversation. You know, oh, they're going through a difficult time right now. Very true. I know it's, it's not about me or, you know, it's my fault because I was snippy the other day. And so they're reacting to me or, um, yeah, they didn't mean it. Um, it's already making the excuse for someone else with, I think, without even allowing them to make amends for what they've done. Very true, Michelle. Very true. Which for me is like, I'm really struggling this right now because I've noticed for probably my whole life, I've made excuses for people's bad behaviors in so many aspects of my life and in so many different relationships. And I'm trying now to really set a boundary to not uh, do that, you know, to hold people accountable if they are harmful to me or have do bad things or say bad things or make me feel uncomfortable. But I notice that there's a really tricky space between the bad behavior and the next action, which I feel like I'm usually the first person to try and make it right. And, you know, in my mind, they didn't mean it. So I'm going to reach out to them and, and make it okay. And you really do kind of have to sit in that uncomfortable space and allow them to either realize that they've done something wrong or just bypass it. But it's not, it's not on us to fix it. And it's, a, it's real, I'm currently in it right now with a handful of situations and it's so uncomfortable. And I find myself constantly wanting to make the excuse or you know, send the normal text that'll make it all better. But I know that if I do that, I'm going to keep perpetuating this bad pattern or this toxic pattern for me that's gone on for too long. I love what you just said that you, by, by jumping to the person's defense, by you, by you taking the, you taking the hit, you taking the fall, you're, we're not allowing the other person to actually be able to reflect on their own behavior. It's, it's, it's genius what you just said. So we really take that away and then we jump in and make it all okay. And yeah. so then actually what we're saying to the person is, yeah, you know, even even if they even were able to reflect that their behavior might have had a semblance of not being okay. When we jump in like that, we kind of take that away. They go, oh, you know she what? She was fine. Yeah, I, I didn't think that I did anything wrong. Oh, you know what? She's right. She's the She's problem. She's good. Yeah. She's good. She's the problem. So it's very interesting. I just really, really love what you just said because I think that this, we fall into this often. I know that I, I agree with you that I have fallen into this often and I'm in the same situation. Well, this is like cycle breaking. You it and really I both is. struggle with this. So this would be an example from that episode a few 
episodes back. Cycle breakers. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, and it's, I think it's insidious and why it's so huge, why you started off with number one being so huge, because it is so, it has so many layers. We talked about everything in life has so many layers. This one has so many layers and it can be really tricky to try to sort yourself out and where, where is this not okay? And then how do I have a boundary or how do I actually stick with what I know to be true? Because that is one of the things we talked about last week. Truth. Is truth. And they, gaslighters make you doubt your own reality. Yeah. They d- make you doubt what you're feeling. And then you come out of that thinking, well, that wasn't so bad. Actually, it was my fault that they got mad at me. Yeah. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said what I said or and I shouldn't have shared my feelings or my feelings weren't valid or whatever it is we say to ourselves to make them feel okay. And again, this isn't like saying that we're never saying or doing anything wrong. You know, like if we said something offensive to somebody and they have a reaction to it, like that's not gaslighting, just wanting to differentiate that we're not saying like you should go out and call people names. And if you get called out on it, you're being gaslit, you know, just to differentiate. But um, I have my therapist, therapist I always talk about, has always said to me, because obviously this is something that I really, really struggle with. And she says that when you take away people's ability to have consequences and take responsibility for their actions or for their bad behavior, like you're, you're really harming them and you're stunting their ability to grow and to be a better person or to be the kind of person that you want them to be. And I can intellectually understand that and it makes so much sense, but it's so hard to put into action and to let people have consequences. Consequences, especially that I'm setting. Like, you know, if you've harmed me, I'm not gonna jump back into making sure that everything is okay or whatever the consequence or boundary might be. But just remember that like, and I think this was in a past episode, we grow so much by taking responsibility and consequences for ourselves. Some of my biggest, awfulest mistakes have been some of my biggest blessings because it's helped me to grow and to be, I think, a better version of myself. And so when we don't allow people to feel uncomfortable with their actions and really sit and reflect and have a consequence, we're really stunting that for them. So it's uncomfortable, it's painful, it's awkward, but it's very, very meaningful. I think. Love it. I I think that's really, really well said. Thank you. It's hard, really, really, really hard, as we know, as we've just shared, but it has to be. And if, and if for whatever reason you allow them to feel the consequence, whatever that is, and they don't get it, then that's a whole nother layer of, well, then. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. (laughs) Love it. My mantra in these situations. Good to know. You have been saying that a lot lately. Good to know. Noted. Yeah, I love it. So number two. So number two, um, rejecting or repressing your emotions. Yeah, we've been talking about that. I've said that because that that was a, number one is a big one for me, but this is a huge one for me. I did grow up with emotionally distant, dismissive, difficult, two alcoholic parents. It was just very, very, very difficult. Yep. And so- and in a different era where it wasn't as encouraged to like feel. No, no. Are you, you know, kidding? No. How lucky are we now where it's like, yeah. you know, let's let it out. But back back in your day. No, no. You didn't. It's like lock it up. You didn't feel. You know, It's like suck it up. We all feel bad. I mean, basically the message in my household was life is hard and we all feel bad. So just suck it up. You know, if, if you're feeling bad, just deal with it. 
figure out a way to deal with it. So it was, it has always been, and I've gotten a lot better with it. I have to say with my practice and over the past few decades, it's, it's gotten a little bit easier, but it's always been difficult or actually uncomfortable probably is the right word. It's always been uncomfortable for me to deal with strong emotions, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of what we talked about in last week's episode with, with the whole thing that happened with that discussion that there were some really, really strong emotions from the other person. And then it evoked really, really strong emotions in me. And I practically cried the entire night. Yeah. So it's really hard sometimes for people. And I know for me, so I will, I, I, I'm, I definitely don't necessarily reject my emotions anymore. I, I actually allow myself to feel them, but then often if they're really, really, really strong, I won't necessarily repress mine. I allow the other persons to take over. And Mm. I think that's what you were talking about with number one. I don't repress my emotions. I cried the whole time during that whole episode or during that whole discussion at dinner that in our episode last week, I cried the entire time. I felt my emotions. I was feeling very vulnerable and very emotional, but I gaslit myself because I didn't allow, I didn't allow myself to stay in my emotions and think that they mattered enough. I allowed the other person's emotions to hijack me. Mm. I cared more for making them okay yeah. And making the whole situation okay instead of actually honoring my own emotions and my feelings, which started the whole conversation. Right. So it was really so basically what I was saying to myself, oh, my, this is not such a big deal for me. It's a it's a bigger deal that I help them. That right. I help that I help or the like, other just person. Get over it. Yeah. Let me get over this. Even though I was crying the whole time, let me get over <laughs> this and try to help. Let me help the situation. This is really uncomfortable. And I think that's why I love that word uncomfortable for me. It's not impossible for me. I don't necessarily repress or reject my emotions now like I used to, but it is when I get really uncomfortable, I want to fix things right away. I want to fix the situation. Well, and then it it also kind of goes back into that number one of making excuses for the harmful behavior because, you know, we, you probably said to yourself, okay, well, this is how they're reacting. My emotions are not a big deal. So, and you know, they're having this reaction because of, of me. I made them mad. It's my fault for making them mad. Like we said in number one. So it, you can see how, and you'll see as we continue, these really kind of all play into each other. Um, but one of the, one of the ones that I really resonate with in this repressing emotions is like saying to myself, it could be worse. Mm, Yeah. You know, like it's kind of that, um, like oppression Olympics, like, you know, if, if my, if the worst thing in the world hasn't happened to me, I'm not allowed to feel upset. Um, you know, if you're feeling a certain way, let yourself feel it. You don't have to, you know, be in extreme turmoil or whatever it might be in order to have your feelings being valid. Feelings are always valid. Everyone please under your feelings are always valid. Feelings aren't facts. Right. But feelings are always, always, always valid. And I love what you just said, Michelle, because I think for me, I never go to, it could be worse. I go to, this is so uncomfortable. This is because I, that whole time during that, that whole interchange, I kept thinking, wow, this, this is not okay. How this is being perceived is not okay, but I didn't. But so the uncomfortable feelings made me try to fix it and made me try to ignore what I was feeling in the moment and stand firm in how I was feeling and just let it be uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah. Well, I just remember when I went through a really difficult time a few years ago, it was something, it was a a period where things were happening that I had never experienced before. It was really, really difficult. 
but in my mind, some, and I, I was really struggling with it. Like, and it, it was something that I could not force, force, push through in my own timeline. I had to let it ride out. And in my mind, I played this funny game with myself where I was like, well, other people have been through this and they had it worse. So like, get it together, you know? Yeah. And that's true, you know? But it doesn't invalidate your situation. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that I wasn't struggling. Right. So, you know, don't, you don't have to compete with trauma. (laughs) Yeah, and don't invalidate. And this, this guy, Um, this, this really goes hand in hand. I, I love the way that we've outlined this, these, these ways that we self gaslight. This goes hand in hand now with the next one, number three. So let's get into number three. Yeah, thinking you're too sensitive because it sounds like that's hey. what happens. Other people have been through worse. You know, get it together. You're being too sensitive. You're being too, you're being too, uh, well, you're overreacting. That's because that's, it's interesting when I think about the episode, this, the situation I was in last week that I shared in the episode last week. Uh, I, I didn't think that I was being too sensitive and, and I can sometimes feel that way, but often I don't. I didn't think that I was being too sensitive. I didn't think that I was overreacting, which is so interesting for me to look at this. I used to be that person, but not. I didn't think that I was any of those things. I just did not honor my own reactions to what was happening on the other side of the table. Well, this one I really feel like is is you because you know people disguise mean comments as jokes. And like we talked about last week, a main form of gaslighting is when people tell you that you're too sensitive, like, you know, oh, can't you take a joke or, you know, I'm just kidding. And you've never liked those kinds of mean spirited jokes. I do not. My whole life. Like I just know I've witnessed it and I, we've talked about it. I just know it. And so the gaslighting of yourself would be like always, oh, I'm overreacting. I'm not like the other people. Like I just, I can't take it. I can't take a joke. Like what's wrong with me? Like everyone else thinks it's funny. Um, And that's what the gaslighter will say. I've heard it my whole life. And And that's what, and you pick it up and then that's what you say to yourself. It's exactly what I've heard that, especially in the past 30 years of this relationship, I've heard that all the time. Oh, you're too sensitive. I don't think I've ever used that to anyone I've ever spoken to in my life. I don't, because I don't think there's- Sensitive is a superpower. Exactly. So So I've never thought that you can be too sensitive. That's not the right, that is, that is not okay. We are, we can be sensitive and we can not like something and we don't need to be gaslit for, for feeling that way and for being that way. And so you're right. And we don't need to gaslight ourselves for feeling a feeling about something. My whole life. If it's not funny, I, I, I'm, yeah, you said it perfectly. I, I'm all worked up about it because oh. that, that was a, that is a huge thing for yeah, me. Yeah, that is, that is you. So just remember that like your feelings are valid, but they're not facts. Like if you're overreacting, you can be like, okay, this is a, a big emotion for the situation. What do I need to do? But not say like that there's something wrong with you or that your feelings are out of control. Well, what I like to, there are oftentimes when my feelings get out of control or when I'm, when I'm feeling something very deeply, not yeah. out of control even. We all have deeply. outbursts. So the I think this is such a great conversation because I think what I've learned, we have to separate the feelings from the action. And judgment about it. Yes, judgment, of course, but separate, your feelings are valid, period. Period, end of sentence. Your feelings are valid. Now let's move to, okay, I'm having these strong emotional feelings that are valid. I'm not oversensitive. I'm not feeling it wrong, 
whatever it is we say to ourselves. Now we take a pause. I'm feeling these feelings. Now we take a pause before we take an action. And I think that's where we get into, I know that that's where it can get tricky mm-hmm. and we can start to really beat ourselves up or, or do something that we wish maybe we hadn't done. And then we blame ourselves for having the feelings. And I, I well, I'm so excited about this because it's, <laughs> it's making so much sense to me as I'm, as I'm saying it, because I've been really thinking about this for myself. Our feelings are valid. So there's nothing wrong with how we're feeling. It's what we do after the feeling that can get us into trouble. So I just would like to say that please yeah. don't berate yourself for your feelings and don't think you're too sensitive or if I hadn't felt that, then everything would be fine. No, your feelings are valid, but then take a pause before you actually take an action. So if I'm in the heat of an argument or if I'm in the heat of something, which is what I probably should have done in that in that interchange that I was having that I talked about in the last episode, I probably should have just said, you know what, let's just pause all of this and take a break. Yeah. And maybe have ended the dinner or maybe have ended the time. Yeah. I, you know, who knows? Because who knows? I think that we can't, we cannot judge our feelings. I think that that takes us down a path that is never going to serve ourselves. And it's certainly not going to serve our relationships with other people. No. And you, that, that's been one of the biggest um, tools that you've used in our relationship when we get into difficult conversations is let's just take a break and come back to it. And whether that's, you know, a five minute break to calm down or like you leave and we come back later, breaks really help things. So the space, the the power of the space, the power of the pause and the power of the space. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So number no, four. Number four, you blame yourself for things that are out of your control. How often do we do that? I think it's sometimes hard to know what we can control and what we can't control. I mean, well, I we can't control anything. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. But we have this we have this false belief that we can. And that I think that's what gets us into really difficult situations when we think that we had control when we actually didn't. You know what's interesting? I was just thinking like some examples and I think your bridge demon vibes are your self gaslighting. Because like you you get so upset with yourself when you get stuck at a bridge. Like I should have known better. I I should have left at a different time. And even if the bridge goes up at like an off time, because like the ones that we usually get stuck at are on a, a timed schedule, but sometimes they go off in different times. You are like, I, I should have gone a different way. That's why I bring that but you up. You can't control when the bridge goes up. Exactly. And 
we can control nothing in the outside world, which is what we talk about all the time, but it gets tricky. It, it's, it sometimes can be so easy to start blaming ourselves or gaslighting ourselves or thinking, oh my gosh. So it's very, it's very important to understand, I think, in this idea of gaslighting ourselves that we have absolutely zero, 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 zero control over another person's behaviors, feelings, attitudes, anything. We yeah. do not have control over other people. We only have control over our own actions, our own behaviors. Yeah. And I think that that looks like whenever you use the word should, like I should have done this or yeah. I, I should have done that, or I, I wish I had done this differently. Like when I, think about whenever you use the word should, and that probably will lead you to blaming yourself for things that are out of your control. So just let's nix the shoulds. And that's why I think just what I've tried to do, and you're right, the the bridge is a really good example. What I've tried to do lately, especially this past, well, especially the pandemic has really you know opened all of our eyes to how much we have no control. But also I've tried to really think about that I can't control anything. And so I just try to look at myself and what's happening out there. And so I look at myself without judgment. Barbara, are you being impatient? Barbara, are you this? Barbara, what's happening here that's making you feel like you should have done something differently because the outside world did this? And so I think it's helped a lot to really think about we can't control anything out there. We have zero control over people, places, or things. And we have 100% control over how we will respond. Yes, ma'am. Number five. So number five, you believe you don't deserve to be happy because you aren't worthy, which if you resonate with this, go back and listen to our worthiness episode. But this is this is a big one for a lot of people, us included, I believe. Yeah. As I said, it's, uh, we've experienced all of this. <laughs> worthiness, you don't earn worthiness. We are all worthy. No one comes into this life being more worthy than someone else or being less worthy than someone else. We are all worthy, but all the things that happen to us along the way in life, we pile it on and pile it on. And then we start to say, well, that person's more worthy than I am, or that person's smarter than I am, or that person knows better than I do. I'm, I'm not worthy anyway. Yeah. And I think it's really important to understand and tap into the self-care and the self-love and the self-respect and the worthiness that we all come into this life having and try really, really hard and really make an effort to not allow the outside world to decide who you're going to be or to name who you are. No one has the power to name who you are. That's your birthright. You are worthy. Amen, Sister Barb. Um, but you, you, are, you do deserve to be happy. Absolutely. <laughs> we, all do, it, we, we all come in here, you know, I think that... You're not always going to be happy, but you deserve to live the life that you desire. We all deserve to have the life that we desire. And in whatever form that looks like. Yeah, it's not the same for any of us. We don't deserve to be- we're worthy of it. Yeah, we don't deserve to be persecuted or to to suffer at the hands of other people or things or places. We, We deserve to learn and grow and become the greatest version of who we are. We all have that birthright. Ma'am. So no one deserves more happiness than you. No one deserves more work. No one is more worthy or deserved of the worthiness than you. And just really understanding that is very important. Society tries to put us into categories and levels and, oh, that one's more worthy because they're worth more, 
more money or that one's more worthy because they're skinnier than I am or that one's more worthy and they're yeah. they're probably a lot happier because they live in a nice house. None of that. Don't really that's why we talk about the mind so much. The mind is what's trying to play all these tricks on you. Tricky, tricky mind. So number six, you stay in situations that make you feel unsafe because you don't trust your intuition and you don't want to be rude. Yeah, standing up for ourselves. So hard. It's really hard. The rude piece for me is big. And you just did a a post on Instagram that I feel like is like the perfect encapsulate assigned lady post of this. Um, but it's, I really struggle with, yeah, not wanting to be considered not nice, but uh, to my own detriment. Well, and I think, you know, we, we, as you said earlier with, as you, uh, just let me say this really fast. As you said earlier about the times that I grew up in, of course it was different now where, you know, we're allowed to feel our feelings more deeply and it's, it's, perfectly permissible and all those things. This is another one that, you know, I, I am a product of the sixties and I was really, I was really involved with all the racial justice things and all the things that were happening there and the women's movement, the racial justice movement. And I still am, you know, 66 years old, I still am. And I'm so grateful for the voices and social media. That's why I think social media has been a blessing in many ways, if we use it the right way, so there would have been a time back in the day when someone would made a race, make a racially charged joke or say something at someone else's expense at the table or there'd be gossiping about people, all those things at the table. And I might've just stayed silent because I wouldn't have known what to say. And, and I knew that it wasn't a good place for me to be, or I knew that this was not okay and that I was really enraged inside. But I might've just stayed silent because oh, I don't want to rock the boat here. I won't today. When someone makes a comment or says something that really is not appropriate, or goes against my my true core values of what I believe as a human being and for humanity, I will say something. I will say that's not okay for me. Mm-hmm. Could we not? Could we not talk about that? Or could we not talk in that way? I'm not in agreement with that. I'm not okay with that. I usually say that a lot. I'm not. I'm not okay with this conversation. Yeah. But the post that you did um, was a Miriam. Asna quote, and she said, you don't need to keep exposing yourself to unsafe people to prove how kind and compassionate you are. Yeah. And that is like my own personal struggle in a nutshell, I think. Yeah. Why do we need to, it's really fascinating. I mean, we could go on for hours and hours and hours. Why, why do we have to prove to other people who we are and our worth and our kindness or our ability to be able to be with who we are. We have to make them okay or we have to have their acceptance and approval. It's really interesting when you when you start to break it down like that and peel the layers. We like, we like to think of life as we peel the layers of the onion back because onions have so many layers. When you start to really think about this in the quietness of your own time, it makes no sense that I would have to prove to someone else that I was kind or that I wasn't rude. And when our intuition all along is saying, this is not okay for you. This is not okay for you. This is, this is a time when you need to speak up and speak out or leave. 
Yeah, and I was talking to my therapist about this this week, actually. And I just that this dynamic, like number one of making excuses for bad, harmful behavior is so deeply seated within me that like, like I said, I'm being called to set a lot firmer boundaries with certain people who do keep proving to be unsafe or unsupportive or um, not what I would want to be in a relationship with. And that uncomfortable space of me not fixing it is making me feel like the bad person. I'm feeling, it's not making me, and I'm feeling like I'm the bad person and that, you know, in their eyes, I, what's wrong with her? She's not reaching out. She's not talking. Um, and so the, I guess, recovering people pleaser in me is thinking like, well, they're thinking that I'm the bad person now, so I need to fix it or I need to prove to them that I am the kind, compassionate person that I think that I am by making it okay or by reaching out, being the first to reach out. But that is a pattern that I do quite often of being the first one. And it's like, well, what if I waited for them to be the first one? How long would we wait? And it's seemingly looking like a long time and it's still really uncomfortable because that dialogue in my mind is constantly like, wow, well, they're really thinking that you're not the kind person that they thought you, that they thought you were. And you're not the kind person that you thought you were because of how you are reacting to this situation. So it's just, it is really, really hard to unpack that for yourself. And I think if you look at it as a scientist, it, it really helps to unpack it. It really helps to separate it a little bit. And you can start to look back and say, wow, they didn't even reach out at all. Yeah. Because I decided not to try to fix it. They haven't even reached out. So I, what I've really been working on for years is, whoa, you know what? I had the hit a long time ago in this relationship. My intuition was saying, you know, this is not, this might, this might, might not be the relationship for you. This might not be what you think it is. Just little, I think there's always little breadcrumbs along the way that tell us, hmm, this doesn't quite feel right. This interaction didn't really, didn't really sit, sit right with me. Maybe I need to check this out. So just kind of going into your own self and your own intuition will help a lot when you start to reflect a little bit. I'm a huge proponent of reflection. Reflect a little bit and say, wait a minute, there were some red flags all along the way. Yeah. And I will say what's really, really helpful is having a person, uh, a neutral person to bounce this off of. And if it's a licensed professional, even better. But if that's not in your sphere at the moment, just someone who can be neutral, who you can, and who's open and willing to listen to you talk about these things and just remind you, like, that's not normal. Like, you know, that's not okay. That reaction isn't, isn't loving and kind what you're doing. Like, you know, just to, we do tend to write these stories about ourselves in our minds that like, you know, we're the problem and we're doing everything wrong and blah, 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 blah. Like we talked about, but having someone to bring you back to that's not true. This is what's true. And stopping that self gaslighting is really helpful because after talking to my therapist about it, like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, of course, I can't believe I was thinking of sending a text to this person to break the whatever or 
trying to smooth, you know, whatever it is. Trying to break the uncomfortable feeling. Thinking, cause I was, I, in my mind at that time, I was like, wow, I, I now it's me who's doing something wrong. And she was like, uh, no, no. Well, can we live with the discomfort? And this goes beautifully into our final way that we feel like we gaslight ourselves. And that's, we talk ourselves out of our hearts. We know it. Following our, our hearts. You know, and, but I think we talk ourselves out of following our heart. I talk ourselves out of what our heart is feeling. The heart knows instantly. The heart knows, wait a minute, this isn't okay. This is, these are the words I use for myself. This isn't okay. I use that a lot. Wait, this isn't okay. Take a pause here, Barb, and set, sort this out. The heart knows, but we talk ourselves out of the heart because we are afraid of disappointing other people or what you just said, Michelle. We're afraid of them thinking that we're not kind or good enough or whatever it is. And it feeds into our unworthiness feelings that we might be having. So I think it's so important to take a pause. I think I would probably of everything that we've talked about today, it's so important to allow yourself to feel your feelings and then take a pause because in that pause, you actually have the opportunity to reflect and maybe your heart is saying, helping you guide, maybe your heart is guiding you to where you need to go in any, any given situation. Because I was in a mode that you were in with this situation that we talked about. And I took a pause. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, let me try to fix this. And I took a pause and I slept on it. I woke up the next morning saying, no, there's nothing to fix. I, I didn't, no, there's, there's, there's nothing for me to say. There's nothing more for me to say. It's all okay. Be uncomfortable, Barb. It's okay for you to feel uncomfortable right now. This too shall pass. And you, you are not the problem. You've said everything that you need to say. Now just let it be. Yeah. And the fear of dis disappointing people is a really strong, strong one within me. But I, I had this quote from a blog from a few years ago that is helpful for me whenever I'm feeling like that, just like I'm not going to follow my, my heart because I'm afraid of disappointing people. Know that whatever you do, you'll disappoint someone. That's okay. Just don't disappoint yourself. And that, that is, that's what rings true to me. If I disappoint myself, if I negotiate myself out of doing the things that really matter to me, it'll be more detri detrimental to me, myself, my mental health, my relationships, than temporarily disappointing someone over something that doesn't really matter to them anyways. I, that is one of my most favorite quotes of yours. You have, <laughs> you have so many, but that is really up there as one of the top five. Because I believe strongly that if we go out of alignment with who we are, what matters most to us, our truest selves from the inside out, if we act out of alignment with that, which is what you're talking about, disappointing yourself. You're not talking about disappointing yourself by going to a different restaurant or something like that. We're talking about the right. deeper inner works. I believe we can't live with that. It will erode our confidence. It'll erode our love. It'll erode our happiness. It'll erode everything that matters to us from the inside out. We, I don't believe as human beings, we can be out of alignment with who we are from the inside out. It, it's a slow erosion of everything in our lives. So following your heart and really being in touch with your heart is important. Even if it's at the expense of losing people in the outside world. Yeah. And just if people are going to detach from you because you're following your heart in a way that's not hurtful to other people. Of course, we're never obviously. saying, yeah. 
then that those aren't your people. And that's also a season that we're in of like, if people, if you have to explain yourself to people, if you have to explain your feelings to people, if you have to alter yourself to fit in with people because you're afraid that they're going to fall away otherwise, like then they're not your people. And it's okay to have a smaller circle of people that you can really trust rather than a huge group that's going to um, promote you doing these, these gas self gaslighting and other harmful behaviors. Quality, not quantity. Choose people who choose you. It's really important. Yes, it's really, ma'am. really important to really start to look at that. And it will probably be a smaller number of people than you think. And as you said, and that's, that's okay. Absolutely okay. It's it's the way it is. It's probably the way it is. Yeah, if someone, I, I think what really shocked me in the experience that I had a few weeks ago was that I was... I was expressing my feelings and suffering and it wasn't okay. Right. And I wasn't being harmful. I wasn't being, and it wasn't okay. So it's really interesting to me as I've reflected back on everything, it really has, has even more fortified for me that if I have to prove myself, if I have to explain who I am or, or why I'm feeling feelings of suffering without the other person not having any empathy for what I was feeling in the moment at the time, there's no way that that relationship could ever work. Right. If someone came to me and they were suffering and they're, they're a friend. I mean, I mean, I love, I deeply love this person. And if someone came to me that, that I deeply love and they were suffering, I, in the moment I would just let them be like, what can I, um, I'm real, I'm, I'm so sorry that you're suffering right now. I'm here. What can I do? I would totally come out of myself and just say, what can I do? What can I do? What do you need from me? What can I do? I wouldn't say, oh my gosh, you're making me feel really uncomfortable. It's just, it's an interesting way. I'm saying all of this just as a way to reflect. I've really reflected back and I thought, how, how would I react in this situation? And, And then who, who are those beings in my life that I can actually be exactly who I am in the moment and if it's one of great despair or suffering, and it's okay. It doesn't make the other person angry or uncomfortable. I guess that'll be a red flag for me going forward. Yeah, something to look out for, for sure. If I'm suffering and, and not feeling okay, and the person I share Makes that you with. you feel wrong for sharing your feelings. Yes. Yeah. Well. This was good. It was good. I'm sure at another time we will chat more about this, but I'm glad that we have two solid episodes about it. We do. Hopefully this is giving you some food for thought about gaslighting and self-gaslighting and some things to just notice. Again, don't be hard on yourself if you resonated with any of this. Just notice. And remember that we're all works in progress and we're enough as we are. Anything else you'd like to say on that? No, I was just thinking. Do you have a um, end of the year message that you'd like to share? To well, no, out? I was just thinking to one of the things that we didn't share in, in the last week's episode about being gaslit. And some people have asked me, then what do you say when someone's gaslighting you? Just for a couple, just, it's easy to say, you know, 
just honor your feelings. You know, that's just not how I feel. Let's agree to disagree or things like that. It doesn't have to be heavy. And if that doesn't sit okay with the other person, there's your answer. Like there might be something more that you need to reflect on. Just, you know, I don't remember it that way, but just standing up for yourself. If someone says you're crazy or someone says, you know, that's not the way it is, you, you stand up for yourself. Well, that's my experience. This is how I feel. So I just wanted to end with that, that I think that yeah, it's really it's important to, to always honor how you're feeling in the moment and stand up for yourself in a way that doesn't harm the other person, but you stay in your power. Yeah. Thank you for that. Anything else you want to share for the end of the year? Just that I love all of you very much. I'm very grateful that we have this ability to speak to you every week like this. And I'm so grateful for you, Michelle, that you and I have the relationship that we can share everything that's happening mm. for us and all of our experiences and that we have this platform to be able to do it. So thank you all so much. I love you, Michelle. Love you. And mom. I love all of you very, very much. And I just wish you to the very best as we end this year. And 2023 will be the year. Yes. Will be the year of the new. I agree. Thank you so much for all of you listening and for all of you who have stuck with us throughout this first year of the podcast, who have written into us, who have been so supportive of the show, who have just done all of the things. It, like we said at the jump, um, it's it's really been a highlight of our year and we're so grateful for every single one of you. And I mean, we couldn't really do the podcast without you know, podcast needs listeners. And so if you're listening to this, you're a part of it. So thank you so much. We really do hope that this new year ahead brings so much health and happiness and whatever your word is, may it bring it for you. So think about your word. If you would like to stay in touch with us, like we always hope that you do, please make sure you're following us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, at Barb Knows Best Pod. Of course, that is the best way to stay in touch and to send in potential podcast topics. Again, please make sure you are liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. So you can stay up to date with all of the recent episodes. And in the spirit of a new year and, and bringing Lots of cheer. If you haven't yet and you're loving the show, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and leave us a review. That is so helpful to us and we would appreciate it greatly. And happy new year. Happy, healthy, safe new year. Thank you so much again. And we will chat to you in 2023 because as we know, Barb will continue to know best. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.